Moss Hollow, Episode 17, The Darkness. Hello, Anna. I'm glad to find you here. I sent my horse after you. I'm relieved you were able to get here. It's all right. I have something for you. The bookwoman's here. I need to pay a visit. But don't worry, I won't leave before speaking to your other. Hey, bad news. We can't stay here. We don't have much time. For now, we gotta move out of sight. Can you make it over to that wall? Where the back window is? I got you. Okay, we need to stay quiet. We'll hear if anything's going on. Eat something first. What? The librarian? Where? Hey, get off! We need to ask her. But she might know where the book is. I fucking suck at charades, I'm sorry. A tree. Your backpack. Oh shit, you mean it's all back at the strike? At least we'll be more prepared this time. And we'll be together, okay? Hey, we'll figure it out. You'll get your voice back. Here. They had sandwiches in an ice box, so I got you two and I put some dimes on the counter. And then I got flustered and thought... Maybe I fucked up, so I didn't stop to count them. And then I went to the drugstore, and I got some aspirin and whiskey. Don't judge me. I have no idea what's in this. Yes, I took the meat off. Yeah, I feel it too. My head is killing me. I don't think it's just the weather change. There's no wind here. It's too still. I don't like it. I got my eye on the tree line. You watch behind me, okay? If anybody rounds that corner from the general store, just signal with your hand. Besides, I don't want them to... Well, they already... Fuck. Okay, they saw me. They all saw me in there, and I think something bad is going to happen. Like the derailment or the lawman at the strike. But I don't know. Maybe this memory is different. Look. I got coke in the glass bottles. Anna, you have to eat. I don't know if this is good or bad, but I have a weird feeling that Claire's actually close. I was thinking, I know it's a risk, but if it has Claire, I think we need to draw it out. We can't keep running away. We can never get out ahead of it. We need to try something else. If we know it's on our heels, we need to be ready for it. Set a trap. Hey, I recognize that guy. By the trough out front. I smell his tobacco. That's why I was hoping to purchase a wire for my house. My wife just had a baby. I help her on bed rest to pass the time. Oh, congratulations, Jack. Come in with me. It is the bookwoman. Hello, Harriet. I'm quite sorry for my absence. 
Nonsense. The children will be glad to get these books. Rest a while. You've come quite a ways. Thank you, but I can't stay long. I'd like to buy some oats for the horse and some salve, please, if you have any. Thank goodness for April growing fever few out back. I always look forward to her garden. And a sarsaparilla, too, please. <gasps> That's our answer. I'll be right back. No, Anna, rest here. You need your strength. No, I don't know what it looks like. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Anna, that's a bad idea. You can barely stand up. I'm sorry to share the news with you. It's Howard Beam's child. Miss him for three days. Gracious, there's a sinkhole a mile away, and we checked the lake. The men are gearing up to head to the mine in an hour or so when the others get back. Anna, look, up on the ridge. Holy shit, the leaves are all turning. The darkness is looking for us. We have to hurry. Here, hold this. I got the bag. Let's move. Show me with your hands what it's supposed to look like. She said it was here. Anna, don't cry. I'm not gonna leave you, okay? I'm not doing that again. If I could use the roots to find you, then we could use them to find whatever we need. Just like the Angelica, right? Let's ask the garden together. One hand on the ground, the other holding the mullen. Plant spirits, help us find fever few. Help us hide from the darkness. Tell us how to get Anna's voice back. Please, we need this now. <sighs> so tall. Keep going. Hold it to your throat. Let it take root. Trust me. The oak spirit gave me a foot. Don't be scared. Let it help you. <laughs> Don't force it. It'll happen. Ignore the mountain. Look at me. You're stronger than you think. I know you're tired, but accept the spirit trying to help you. Try to say something. What are we missing? Why isn't it working? The midwife said, use the spirit to help acknowledge your true voice. If that's true, then this is the right one to help you. Anna, in the woods, I felt your fear. I felt whatever it was that happened to you. I know you're afraid, but you can't be anymore. Neither can I. What if it's not you? What if it's me? Is it okay if I touch your throat? Mullen spirit, I give Anna my voice. I trust her, okay? Just do it. I... I can speak. Oh my god. Lacey, say something. No! You shouldn't have done that. Lacey, you've already sacrificed enough for me. Why? Please talk. No, please say something. I shove her backwards. How could you? How could you do that? You already said I've taken enough from you. Why would you let me take your voice? <laughs> Panicking, I grab yellow flowers off the giant mullen stalks growing all around us. The sun is setting already. 
I angrily press them into her hand. Lacey, try. Do something. Hold them. I don't know how it worked. We're deeply concealed and almost buried in overgrown plants. The mullen is as tall as the roof. I gently place my palm against her throat, hoping for a reversal. No, please, no. We're crushed against walls of stems, marigolds, coneflower, wild things like jimsonweed and goldenrods, all curling us into a dark nest. She shoves my hand away and points to the mountain. <gasps> the entire mountain has shifted to reds and rusty browns. Half the trees are missing their leaves. The clouds fly past at a feverish pace. Here in the valley, it's still summer, and people quickly step out of the general store with gear and lanterns lit. The shadow of death has made it almost down the hill. We feel the electricity within the plants, the static in the air. It reaches deep into the earth. Lacey's foot squirms, resisting the soil. This change is moving so quickly. We need to collect what we came for and find a way to hide. The more plants we have, the closer we are to finding Claire. <sighs> Feverfew. It looks like tiny daisies. <clears throat> I'm searching frantically. We feel the darkness seeping down the hill toward the tracks. It won't be long till we're exposed. Girls, take this. From her mount, she reaches down to hand Lacey a small book from her satchel. Smoke blows from the horse's nostrils, and embers light the inside of the librarian's mouth as she speaks. As I said, I help when I'm able. There's less time than I thought. I'll protect the search party for as long as I can. Get yourselves to the cornfield before it's too late. Looking to Lacey, she says, you've done well. She pulls the reins and gives a swift kick to launch the horse to the street. A procession of lanterns moves toward the tracks. What's going to happen to all those people? I pull myself past leaves and swaying flowers that still seem to grow, looking for feverfew. <laughs> Getting dizzy, I fold into myself and clutch the soil and weeds. <sighs> Some electrical pulse is messing with my balance. It's hard to focus. Through the leaves, I see fireflies rise from the meadow. The moon lifts itself as if being dragged by some invisible cosmic force. The leaves surrounding us flicker and pulsate as if time is moving out of sync with reality. The search party walks slowly together, like walking through the water of an icy pond. The horse rears, terrified. The librarian manages to stay on. There's a shadow that bleeds onto the dirt road. There! Lacey! I found it! Feverfew spirit, please, I need to take you with me. The moment I pick the stems, my head feels light but clearer. My ears don't hurt from the buzzing anymore. Lacey, hold these, you'll feel better. <gasps> Lacey! Her foot is buried into the soil. She desperately pulls at the roots, but they keep growing. No, we have to get out of here. I use all my strength to help her stand. I bend down to pull up the roots with my hands, but they're growing too fast. Come on. She's crying, but grabs me by the shoulders and mouths, go. No, no, you can't stay here. It'll kill you. She points to the field and mouths for me to leave her. No, Lacey, that's enough. I clasp the fever few from her and ask desperately, 
fever few spirit, help us escape. One by one, her roots lift and tangle together. <sighs> Meanwhile, I grab the bag and the quilt. Lacey grabs the bottle and shoves the mullen and the fever few inside. I'm not strong enough. She pulls the bag and helps me stumble out of the garden. The burning follows along the road and then sparks the edges of the garden. The flowers start to wither and die in the heat. I smell the fire, but I don't see any flames. The general store begins collapsing in on itself. I can't see the librarian from here. Lacey pulls desperately as we stumble with the quilt dragging behind us past some houses and outbuildings and laundry lines toward the field. Before we reach the first row of golden stalks, I yell out, Court Spirit, we need your help! A massive cloud of dark smoke billows behind us, swallowing everything in its wake. With the speed of time, night falls as we throw ourselves into the cornfield, running from the shadow. The rustling of plants growing quickly around us startles me, like it could envelop us in the dark. Katie did scream from the soil. Corn spirit, we ask for an ear, please. In the dark, I hear Lacey break one off and twist to release it. There's no time. Trusting she has all the plant spirits in tow, I grip her hand tightly, still sticky from sap. We can't just hide in the field. The only way out is to face this thing. I don't think I'm strong, but I'm gonna try to show Lacey that I'm not a coward either. I pull her toward the road. I feel the pulsing of the grass tremble under my feet. I feel all the roots now, the water and the light. I feel their rhythm. Fireflies lift like ghosts, some getting singed into oblivion. The shadow of death rolls toward us as if it's combusting underwater. Ahead of us, each person holding a lantern turns to face us, beckoning us to join their party. Their eyes are black. The librarian is gone. I hope she escaped in time. The midwife said, corn balances life and death, one giving way to the other. If these people are part of a memory, then they must be suspended between the two. I hear their heartbeats from a distance. They turn again, their black eyes turned up toward the mountain. She looks at me with eyes wide, shielding her face against the smoke. Hold my hand and use the corn spirit. I don't care if it sounds stupid, but it's what we have. I feel my heart beat with the pulse of the ground, the moss along the roadside. The shadow stops within feet of us. A wall of fear, smoke, and disease that reaches as high as the mountain. We peer into the abyss with open mouths and the certainty that we're about to die. Within, I feel the seasons turn. A death, a life, a death, a life. I feel as if I'm dying. Is this adrenaline? My body trying to keep me alive for the last time? Within inches, Lacey holds up the ear of corn, and with our hands clasped together, she lights our palms with bright fire. I bind the cycle of life and death. I bind the cycle of life and death. I bind the cycle of life and death. I bind the cycle we can fight fire with fire. Our hands merge together with crackling sap. I think of the rowan tree, feeling the roots within me. We don't need our reflections anymore. We can just 
Moss Hollow is written and performed by Melinda Beck. Original music by Kendall Winter. Mountain Foley by Melody Parrish. Moss Hollow will be taking a short intermission, and I'll be on a two-week break, so the next episode releases January 9th. My goal is to finish the full season by the end of January, so if you've been listening this far, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. And if you'd like to stay up to date on release details, you can follow me on Twitter at Moss Holopod. So until then, have a beautiful solstice and a very happy new year, and I'll see you in 2024.